0: to the old time radio westerns i'm your host andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode this episode is going to be the lone ranger original air date it's july 26th 1946 and the title is barking dog
1: 18 plus. Oh! A fiery horse with the speed of light, the cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. Thank you. rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western united states nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice return with us now out of those thrilling days of yesteryear from out of the past come the thundering hoof beat of the great horse silver the lone ranger rides again The stage arrived. Belden's guest left an arrogant-looking man on the station platform. Get up! Get up! Get up! Hey, Redkin. Oh, you speak to me? Yes, you. I want to run a horse. Well, you maybe find them livery. It's right over there, across the road. Ted Goulding didn't bother to thank the Indian. Carrying a small handbag, he crossed the livery stable and made his desires known. Tonto, the Indian, followed him.
4: That's the best saddle
1: horse I've got, Miss Lee. That's what I want. I'm the best.
4: I'll have to get the sizable deposit on the critter. That's all right. right. I'm not quibbling. How, how far is it to the Circle M? Circle M? Great day. That's Caution Mayfair's ranch. Caution Mayfair? J.B. Mayfair's place. Colonel J.B. Mayfair. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we call him Caution on account of the way he's always a downright careful. He checks and double checks and triple checks on every removal he aims to make. <laughs> Takes a life. He's the biggest man around this part of the country. You know him? No, I'm going there to meet him. I'm engaged to marry his daughter. I say so. My say I do say Well <laughs> that means you'll someday own the circle M. <laughs> Possibly. Miss Patricia's been east to get her schoolin', and uh, maybe that's where you met her, huh? That's right. St. Louis. Well, you're sure a lucky gent, yes, sir. I bet old Carson will have plenty of questions to ask you. That's quite likely. I reckon you'll have the right answers, though. You look plenty smart. You know, we've been wondering who Miss Patricia'd marry. It used to be that the bets were on Jack Latham. That is for sure she went to school. Thank you i never heard of him. He's an all-right gent, but nothing special. <laughs> he's just a rancher with a little outfit he's hoping to build up. Oh,
2: I'd better get started. I think it's quite a ride to the second. Cyc- take
4: your Down on this here horse.
2: Oh, it's a sitter- a sitter- Forget
4: it, Mr. Golding. I don't need no deposit from anyone that's visiting the Mayfair place. <laughs> no, Lee. You just take that horse and shove on. Pay the rental when you get back. <laughs> Fine. Good luck to you. Don't let old caution scare you. They say his bark's worse than his bite. You see that? Thanks for the information. Get him. My, my. What a lucky gent he is. Oh, maybe him not so lucky. Huh? What's that, Injun? Maybe he will not have right answer
1: when Mayfair asks him questions.
4: Cut your car. Get back.
5: I'll show you. that dog! What did I tell you? Oh, oh, what we done? Oh, oh. Why were you here? That dog did not Why cat, it's you? Hello, Beth. Did you just get here? Yes,
2: sir. Left my horse at the corral, then started toward the house, but that dog jumped out. Good thing he was tied up. I might have had to shoot
5: him. Oh, No chance. That would have been the worst thing you could possibly do. Father would never forgive you.
2: You uh, told him about Anna?
5: Yes, and, and you'll have to make a very good impression, sir. Yeah,
2: I Might as well get it, get it over with. I anticipate a regular third degree.
5: I declare, you're a regular old grout. But it is all right. It must have been a frightfully hot and dusty ride from town. It sure was. You'll feel better when you've had supper. After you meet Father, we'll show you your room and you can wash up. Father? Oh, there you are. Father, this is Chet, Chet Goon.
2: How do you do, Colonel Mayfair? I've heard a lot about you. How do you do? Patricia, what was about at? Oh, that
3: was
5: nothing.
2: I had this right handcuff in my hand, Colonel Mayfair. I guess your dog thought I might strike him.
3: I uh, keep right out near the corral to let me know when, when there's someone around that they don't like. He's a fine judge of people. I don't know if they find that they, if you box at anyone, it's someone I don't like.
2: <laughs> well, I. I I'm sorry if he's taken a dislike to me. Patricia,
3: leave us alone. Of course.
5: Don't talk off too long. It's nearly supper time.
3: Sit down there, goalie. Very well. I'll get right to the point. As soon as Patricia told me that she'd promised to marry you, I took a considerable pains to learn all I could about the man who hoped to marry into my family. You did? I was fortunate in having the aid of a man who knew quite a bit about you. Oh? Huh? No one knows him any better than you do, do what your bad-ass life has been. Now, just a that minute, is you... Is... Now that you're aware of the fact that I know all about you, I think you realize that, that marriage to my daughter is out of the question. You can't
2: say that. I have to it.
3: It's better for Patricia to be disappointed now than to go through the rest of her life, at you. I have a right to know what you've heard about me, but the right to defend myself against charges. Ruling, you have no defense. I'd like to let let you down as easy as possible. You may tell Patricia anything you want to. Tell her you've fallen in love with someone else. That that you've changed about her. Colonel, I'll expect you to leave right after breakfast in the morning. You've heard a lot of lies about me.
2: I'll bet that rancher, that ignoramus named Latham, has been poisoning you against
3: me. I doubt Latham ever heard of you. Furthermore, he's not an ignoramus. Even if he were, he'd be more acceptable than you. Uh, what have you heard about me? Your reference to poison is interesting. What do you mean? Your name used to be Dan Chester, didn't it? Huh. You Don't know, know that? that? Yes, you do. And I'm satisfied you are no good. You're more interested in Patricia's money than her happiness. That's not so true. Quite... You are not. You share share neither. What? Where, where did you get all those facts? I have a friend who wears a mask. outlaw. And you? Not another word... Goulding. Should I call you Chester? He happens to be the man that caught an absconding bank clerk and took him back to St. Joe. Remember? That, that man, Lone Ranger. You leave in the morning? You wind Colonel Mayfair. make that. I'll leave. I'll tell Patricia something or other. If you'll do that, I'll spare both of you the humiliation of exposing you. Thanks.
2: Maybe a few things can happen between now and tomorrow morning.
1: That evening, as Chet and Patricia sat beneath the moonlight, the conversation was far different than Colonel Mayfair had intended it should be. Chet gave a wholly untrue report of his interview. And he's willing for us to be married whenever you say.
5: Oh, Chad, I'm so glad.
2: Patricia, I I don't want to worry you, but there's something you should know. I don't know whether to speak to your father or not. What is it? Every man is important as your father has a few enemies.
6: Enemies? Yes.
2: Has your father seemed worried about anything?
5: No, why? Has he uh,
2: mentioned any particular enemy?
5: No. Why do you speak of enemies?
2: Has anyone noticed a stranger hanging around here? A masked stranger.
5: What do you know about a masked man?
2: Uh, I'll not go into detail, dear, but... I heard talk about a masked man who planned to kill your father. Oh. If he's been around the circle... Yes, let me
5: tell you something yesterday father took his dog and went to the woods on the south line hank was nearby inspecting repairs to the line fence he saw father but father didn't see him who's hank our foreman he saw father meet a man in the woods couldn't hear the conversation but he could tell by the way father waved his arms that he was angry very angry he was huh yes hank told me about it he couldn't understand the situation At the time, neither could I. But I understand it now. You see, the stranger wore a mask.
2: That's it. It's the same man. He must have been threatening your father.
5: Oh, dear, what do we do?
2: Don't you worry, Patricia. I'll be on the lookout for that masked man.
5: I wonder if he's still camped in the woods.
1: (laughs) Yes, the stranger with the mask was camped in the nearby woods. He was there when Tonto, the Indian, joined him after scouting near the Mayfair home. Tonto, are you sure you've reported
7: the conversation just as you heard it? Ah, me sure. Goulding is trying to go ahead with the marriage plan? Ah, him say it all right with Colonel. Then he said that I was Mayfair's enemy? Him say maybe you kill Colonel. Lies, lies. Why him say that? I wonder what he's up to. Mayfair was going to give Goulding a chance to break off with the girl and leave the ranch right after breakfast. Um, maybe Colonel changed mind. I doubt that. Goulding knows he'd be exposed tomorrow morning unless. Wait. What matter? He's setting the stage for murder, trying to blame the masked man. Toto, I've got to get over to the ranch
1: house right away. The following morning, when Patricia came into the dining room for breakfast, she found Chet Goulding there ahead of her. The expression on his face alarmed the girl.
5: Chet, what's the matter?
1: Patricia, it's your father. Now,
2: dear, you must be brave.
5: What about my father?
2: He's dead. Oh, oh Chet. I stopped by his room this morning. The door was open a little bit. When I rapped, it opened wider. And I saw him. It was a knife.
5: Oh, Chet, I thought it was you I heard. What? Uh, well, father's room near mine. I, I heard him talking to someone in a low voice. I thought it was you. You, you weren't in his room, were you?
2: Um, me? Or, no, of course not.
5: Then it must have been the murderer I heard. It, it must have been the masked man you, you spoke of.
2: I sent the cook out to get Hank. I'll see that everything is taken care of, for Patricia.
5: Chet, if if you love me, find that masked man.
2: Mask. Yes, dear. I'll see that he's brought to justice. I'll find him for you if it's the last thing I do.
7: Are you talking about me? Maybe... You don't draw. You, you're the murderer. During the last time we met, I gave you a warning. You remember that? How'd you get in here? The door was open. I'll take that gun so you'll not be tempted. Hank, good for you.
6: Shoot him. Shoot the killer.
7: Am I supposed to turn my head toward the door?
6: That don't matter, mister. You stand right still. And drop that gun before I let you have it in the spine.
1: The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next six exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. continue our story accused of the murder of Colonel Mayfair the lone ranger stood in the dining room holding a gun on Chet Goulding while Hank the foreman stood in the doorway with a heavy pistol pointed at the masked man's back
7: Uh, drop
6: that gun you killer
1: if I were the killer you think I'd come here
2: It said that killers returned under the scene of that crime that's probably why you came back here
7: you're still covered Goulding Mm. keep your hands where they are I told you to drop that gun yes I heard you
6: Take it away from him, Goulding. Go ahead. If he resists, I'll let him have a bullet right, right in the middle of the spine.
7: I might settle for that. You... W- what? Come on, Goulding. Gotta take this gun. Even though Hank, Hank shoots me, it won't help you any. We'll it. I get this, Hank. You could shoot me, but my gun will speak just ahead of yours. I'll fire at the first click of your hammer being drawn back.
5: Please. Please don't you. You've already killed my father. You're
7: wrong, Miss Mayfair. I didn't kill your father. Now, I think it's about time we lowered the guns and talked things over. If uh, you look at the window, you'll see an Indian who has a drop on you, Hank. Huh?
6: You drop that gun. That Indian. He's the one I saw in town.
7: You heard what he said, Hank.
6: Drop gun. Like fun, I will. By thunder, I'll go down fighting. I'll show you. Hank! Look oh. out!
7: Sorry. You. Chad,
6: you. Stand
7: still. Now, Hank, let's talk things over. L-
6: They're redskins.
7: Right, I, I had to hit you, Hank. Why, you...
6: I never saw anyone move so fast.
7: You must have thought a lot of Colonel Mayfair. What do you think? You must have been very sure that I could kill him. You don't look like one who'd shoot a man in the back. You, you, you wouldn't put your gun down. Hold it now. Come on in, Taro. Uh-huh,
5: me come
7: in. We have a few things to prove.
5: Chad, why didn't you do something? Why did you just stand there?
7: A, a bullet from
6: Hank's gun it just missed me. If you'd gotten to the scrap, we might have had this masked man. An Indian was watching me. He'd have shot if I moved. It's
7: uh, all right, Goulding. No one could expect you to be heroic. Do. So uh, you told Miss Mayfair I was a killer, huh? How'd you know that? I told her father a few things about you. The difference is I told the tr- truth. So you admit talking to the colonel. Yes, Hank. You saw me talking to him the other day in the woods. What? You knew I was there? Mm Mm-hmm. And I talked to Mayfair again last night. He admits being here. Why shouldn't I admit it? You killed him. Patricia, doesn't it seem strange to you that I could come here last night without arousing your father's dog? That's so. Probably clubbed the dog. No, it wasn't necessary. The dog and I are friends. We got acquainted when I talked to the colonel in the woods. Now, before we go further, we'd better have the law here. The law? Some of your gang, you mean. Hank, will you ride over to the pass and get the deputy marshal? You mean me? Yes. won't take you long to get to the pass. It's much nearer than town. You trust me to leave here? Of course I'll trust you. Hank, don't go. It's a trick. He wants you out of the way so he can murder me and Patricia.
5: No. Don't don't believe that.
7: If, If I wanted to do anything like that, Goulding, the fact that Hank is here wouldn't make much difference. Take your gun, Hank. My gun. Yes, here, take it. Well, uh... What's the matter with you? Must I put it in the hose to you? Here. Well, I'm, I'm never. Oh, go and get the marshal. Quick. just a second.
6: You call that Indian Tonto? Yes, that's his name.
5: You'd better do it than the masked man says, Hank.
6: Yes, Miss Patricia, I reckon you're right. I reckon i better. I'll be back as soon as possible.
7: What kind of game are you playing? Goulding, you were warned... I told you that I'd take you out of circulation if you didn't play straight.
5: What does he mean by that?
7: He'll try to clear himself by making me out a crook. That goulding is probably the most truthful statement you've ever made.
5: There goes Hank.
7: How soon will he be back? Oh, he should return in an hour or two. Meanwhile, we'll just wait.
5: I think you might explain yourself.
7: I'm sorry, Patricia. I'd rather wait till the law gets here it saved going over the story twice. I don't think Mr. Goulding will like what I have to say. He'll like it even less if it has to be repeated.
5: Chet, what does he mean?
1: Tonto watched outside the house while the Lone Ranger sat with Patricia and Chet Goulding.
5: The least you might do is let me go to my father.
1: Patricia, it will be
7: far better if things in your father's room than being undisturbed until the law gets here. Very well.
1: One hour passed, then part of another, before the sound of hoof beats came through the open door.
6: Perhaps
1: I, Hank. All right, Tonto. I, right. I can't see why you're so we get to see a
2: lawman. Don't you, Goulding? No, I don't, you, you murderer. I'm here,
6: Griskell. All right, Hank. You better wait outside until I call you. Right, uh, Miss Patricia, this here is Deputy Marshal Sam Griscoll. Well, so this is the masked man, huh?
7: That's right. You can hand
6: over your guns. That, Let's we'll save
7: it. a lot of time by skipping that. If I'd intended to surrender my guns... I'd not have sent for you in the first place, Marshal.
6: Well, I... From now on,
7: Goulding, you're going to be in a very uncomfortable position. You can't hurt me with your lies. Well, that's right. I couldn't hurt you with lies. It's the truth that will hurt. Huh. Patricia, this will be unpleasant for you, but it can't be avoided.
5: I don't understand.
7: Your father wanted to know about the man you planned to marry. He started to investigate Goulding. I had a few facts. Hank, you saw me in the woods when I was telling the colonel what I knew. Uh, He was mighty sore, waving his arms and everything. Yes, he had reason to be. I told him that Chet Goulding was formerly known as Dan Chester. That's not true. Let me go on. Dan Chester worked in a bank. He made off with money. He was found and brought back. I know that because I was the one who found him. Why? You... Goulding, at the time, I told you that you might stay out of prison if you made restitution... I also told you that you'd have to stay straight or I'd come after you again. I never saw you before in all my life. We'll let that pass for the moment. Now, Dan Chester, the man I'm speaking about, went to Omaha. There he married a girl whose parents were quite wealthy.
5: Chad, you didn't tell me you'd been married. He's
7: not talking
2: about me. He's talking
7: about Dan Chester. The parents of the girl in Omaha died soon after the wedding. Then the girl herself died. All three had been poisoned... Chester inherited a lot of money. Why? Yes, he went on trial for murder. but There wasn't enough evidence for a conviction. I'm not Dan Chester, and you can't prove that I am him. This is all a cock and bull story to cover your own guilt. What are you leading up to, mister? The motive behind what happened last night, Marshal. Patricia, your father told this man that he could not marry you. He did. Lies. All lies. He told him he would have to give you some reason for breaking the engagement we would have to leave the house right after breakfast this morning.
5: But I... Kent, you said...
7: Goulding, instead of doing as Mayfair ordered, you went to his room with a knife. You thought that his death would serve a double purpose. It would keep him from blocking the wedding, and it would make Patricia the owner of the Circle M. You've made a lot of guesses. You can't prove a thing. I had proof enough to convince Colonel Mayfair. Do you think he'd accept anything less than definite proof?
6: How about that, Goulding? He lies, I tell you, he lies. I'd sure like to see that proof. So would I.
7: Very well. Here are documents that tell us all about Dan Chester. Put them over, Hank. Right. They
2: won't prove a thing. My name's not Dan Chester. Listen, Driscoll. This man's trying to
7: pin the
6: murder
2: blame on me, so he's trying to trump up a motive. You'll we'll see. How about those documents,
6: Hank? Well, they sure tell about Dan Chester. Just as the masked man said.
5: Can you prove that Chet Goulding and Dan Chester are the same?
6: Yes, I think so. Yeah, I've got an idea. Yeah. It all boils down to one thing. If this man is really Dan Chester, then there's a plenty of motive and cause for him to have killed the boss. Ain't that so? That's right. And why don't we just hold him and hold the masked man as well? And we'll bring some people from the towns where Chester committed the crimes he's charged with, with and see if they identify by this critter. Yeah. That's a good, good suggestion, Hank. I don't think that'll be necessary. I'll be the judge of that, Mister. From now on, the law'll handle this. I want
7: your guns. Sorry, Driscoll. I want to keep them in our holsters. If you're on the level, we you... won't discuss it.
6: Hey, where are you going, Hank? Here, I'll take those guns, you fool. Why are you? Freeze! I've got you covered. Hey. Hold, it, hold it, all of
2: you! Don't make a move. That goes for you too, Pat. The smart guy with a mask. He was just smart enough to turn his back and let me snatch his guns.
7: Those guns are too big for you, Goulding.
2: I'll ha- handle them.
7: This move is practically an admission of your guilt.
2: What's the difference? Thanks to your meddling, the truth will come out sooner or later, anyway.
5: Then you are damned, Chester.
2: I'm leaving here, see. I'm leaving, and I'll kill anyone who t- tries to follow me. If you do, you'll hang. Yes. Well, they can only hang me once. Don't try to follow me, see? I won't be caught.
7: Then you admit going after Mayfair with a knife.
2: And I've gotten away with it, too, but for you.
7: That's the confession Chris needs. Now you can stop acting dangerous with, with unlooked guns.
4: guns. <laughs> you think I'll fall for that? Drop him anyhow, or I'll ship my dog with you. Course. Me,
7: I'll take my guns. Bring in the dog, Cotto. Uh, him ready. Hang on to the dog, Goddard. He'll, he'll kill Goulding if he gets loose.
3: I'm sorry I had to have a couple of hours' worry, Patricia. We had to get enough on Gooling to put him in jail for an attempted murder, and
7: I think we have it. But I tell you this that
3: I... the knife he used is still sticking in the dummy that the masked man and I fixed in bed in my place. Dummy. Are you satisfied that you picked the wrong man, Pat?
5: I've been convinced of that for the last two hours.
3: Lason may not be certified, but he's decent.
5: I don't want anyone who's city
3: That masked man.
7: You, you framed me. You, you
3: framed me for this.
7: I told you, Goulding, I'd take you out of circulation. I like to keep my, my promises. We can minute. You don't need me anymore, Colonel Mayfair. They out your
6: hands, Goulding. Like I got handcuffs for you. But I didn't kill him. He's alive. Attempted He's murder is good for a few years. Attempted murder, murder of Colonel Mayfair is good for double.
5: Uh, I wonder if that masked man's guns work. Really unloaded.
6: Mr. Tricia, if he said they were, they were. The Lower Ranger don't tell what isn't true.
0: this has been a presentation of OTRWesterns.com, and we hope you enjoyed. Please take some time to like and rate our shows in your favorite podcast application. Follow us on Facebook by going to otrwesterns.com slash Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by going to otrwesterns.com slash YouTube. And send us an email, podcast at otrwesterns.com. You can call and leave us a voicemail, 707-986-8739. This episode is copyright under the attribution, non-commercial, share like copyright. For more information, go to otrwesterns.com slash copyright.